cancer information and advances in treatment. This is Managing Cancer with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Here's Melanie Cole. Every cancer, like every patient, is different. Genomic tumor assessments help identify the DNA alterations that are driving the growth of a particular tumor. As we understand more about these gene mutations, we are better able to provide cancer treatment therapies that specifically target changes in the tumor's genomic profile. My guest today is Dr. Shema Cosme. She's a medical oncologist and hematologist at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cosme. Tell us a little bit, people hear the word genetics. They hear the word genomics. Tell us a little bit about what this field of medicine is. Overall, there's some confusion regarding genetics and genomics. Usually when you use the term genetics, it refers to a person's own genetic makeup and the increased, perhaps enhanced risk of certain cancer development. So we talk about genetic testing and in, as in identifying what mutations you might be carrying that might make you a higher risk of developing certain types of cancers. When we talk about genomics, and the language is confusing, However, we're talking specifically about the makeup of the cancer that you might have and how that get, can get analyzed to look for potential treatment options. So genetics being the person's makeup, genomics being actually the cancer's makeup, yes? Exactly. So how do you study what makes up any particular type of cancer or tumor? Well, that has evolved uh, significantly over the last few decades. What we used to do and what is still done is analyze the source of the cancer. So the, one of the first things we do is we review the cancer under a microscope, which is called a pathology review, and we get ascertained where the cancer originated from, such as is it a breast cancer or is it a colon cancer or is it a lung cancer? And thereafter, we have subclassifications within the original tumor site as to whether it's a non-small cell lung cancer or whether it's a small cell lung cancer. And then further on, we have subclassifications. This is important because clinical research thus far groups patients in these kind of classifications to figure out which treatment works best for these patients. Now, what's different on the horizon is that we are not just essentially cocooning ourselves into evaluating cancers based on the origin site or, or the organ of origination, but we're looking to see which mutations, what is the genetic makeup of the cancer that drives the cancer growth? And that's really the cornerstone of genomic testing. Who benefits from this type of advanced testing? Really, we hope that everybody with cancer benefits um, from this testing because ideally what it would allow us to do is find the driver mutations that confirm which mutations drive the cancer growth and ultimately come up with treatments that are honed specifically at these specific mutations. And it will have limited side effects because it doesn't basically kill the whole the organism, the human being as well alongside, which is what chemotherapy generally does. It affects everything in the person that's rapidly dividing and has a lot more toxicities. But these specific antibodies or genomically targeted drugs have the potential of being less toxic. 
Is this becoming more of a standard of care, Dr. Cosme? Is this something that you would go to first, or is it something that happens after other treatments and testings have not proven effective? The short answer is both, because there are certain mutations and certain types of cancers where this has been so effective that it really ought to be done first. For instance, for non-small cell lung cancers, specifically adenocarcinomas, if you have an EGFR mutation, then you really ought to get the targeted treatment first. If you have an ALK mutation, ALK mutation, then you ought to have that genetically targeted drug first. However, this is not cornerstone for everybody else who may have mutations that we haven't quite figured out yet. So there are a lot of mutations that either we have not studied in detail in terms of um, getting a particular antibody, and there are a lot of mutations we don't even have a drug even in production in any pharmaceutical company to target yet. So for a lot of cancers, this still remains experimental and and still remains um, in the research arena, but for a lot of cancers right now, it's it's happening and it's frontline and we hope in the next couple of decades it becomes more frontline for more of the cancers. If you and your oncologist decide you're a candidate for genomic testing, how does that process work? Actually, it's very simple. Um, the patient themselves just have to uh, consent to that and really the biopsy sample that hopefully has already been ascertained is what's sent off to a particular genomic testing lab. There's many, many, many options out there. It's a matter of a preference of, of the, the, either the oncologist or the surgeon or the patient. And depending on that, it's sent off to this lab for analysis. And results usually come back anywhere from three to four weeks thereafter. So not that really difficult. And now just tell us what you're finding in the horizon in this field of advanced genomic testing. What's really exciting is the fact that we are no longer tied to just doing research on breast cancer drugs because somebody has a breast cancer, for instance. What's exciting is that if you have a particular mutation and that mutation is often found in, say, melanoma, and there is a drug for that BRAF mutation in melanoma patients that works wonders, patients with other cancers who might have that mutation have access to those drugs as part of clinical trials a lot sooner. Traditional clinical trials take decades and decades to result anything meaningful, and that's very, very costly and also takes a very long time. And for patients who really need the treatment here and now, um, that's a very frustrating ordeal. So what we're finding is that a lot more options are out there. I think a lot of pharmaceutical companies also are making more of these targeted drugs, so there's more and more options for clinical trials too. So it's really very exciting. So in just the last few minutes, Dr. Cosme, if you would, tell the listeners what you really want them to understand about advanced genomic testing and why they should come to cancer treatment centers for their care. The most important thing uh, that I would tell a patient with cancer is get all the information. Uh, get second opinions or third opinions all the time. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of progress in the world of cancer, literally every day and every week. And uh, I find that a lot of patients come from areas where the doctors are not well informed about the recent advances. So I would recommend that they get second and third opinions. I would recommend that they understand as much as they can 
about their cancer and their potential treatment options. And, and when they do, um, they basically should treat where they feel most comfortable. Thank you so much for such fascinating information. You're listening to Managing Cancer with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For more information, you can go to CancerCenter.com. That's CancerCenter.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.